Hey y'all, it's Amber and Amelia with Homegrown Faith. We are here to share how we navigate real life with Jesus through the good, the bad, and the yuck. One thing for certain is that in every situation, His grace prevails. Everyone has a seat at our table, so pull up a chair and see how the Holy Spirit speaks to you this week. Whether you're new to your faith or a seasoned backyard Baptist, we've got you covered. We are so glad you're here for this week's episode and we hope it impacts your walk with Jesus in a positive way. Let's get to it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. We are so glad you're here, and we hope that you've been having a great week. Uh, We just want to thank you uh, for all your support, and we just have to say that Honestly, these last few weeks, I think we're even at like our month now. They've been amazing. Yeah, it's just been awesome. And it's all because of you guys. And we just want to thank you so much for supporting us, believing in us on this chapter and this leap of faith that we've uh, taken off on. Oh, it's been so rewarding. And we just hope that it's been equally rewarding to you guys as well. Um, We had some really exciting things happen over the last two weeks. Yes. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, Amelia and I are now ambassadors with a really cool company called Elevated Faith, and they gave us a discount code for you guys to use. Um, Their stuff is just so amazing. I have been a longtime buyer of their stuff for a while. They have jewelry. They have um, sweatshirts. They've got socks phone cases, like the coolest stuff. And it's all rooted in Jesus. Um, So, you know, I, one of the things that I love is like how we can profess our faith with what we wear to spark a potential conversation. So if you haven't snagged anything from them yet, head over to elevatedfaith.com and don't forget to use our code A and one five and make sure that if you, If you purchase anything when it comes in, share a picture with us. We would love to see you guys all decked out in your Elevated Faith gear. Yes. And guys, continue to follow us, um, share, tag, invite people to our pages, um, our Instagram as well. We would love to see those pictures of anything new you, you know, you got from Elevated Faith. And what's beautiful is this community is just continuing to grow so much because of you and y'all, I'm so thankful for each and every single one of you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so crazy how much this podcast has grown in such a short amount of yes. time. And I'm just thankful that we have a way to connect people to Jesus. And, you know, like if you ever hear one of our episodes and think, oh my gosh, that would be perfect for so-and-so to listen to, like, please share it with them. Mm-hmm. Like that is how you can join us in sharing the message of Jesus is, is by sending it to others that you, you know, that you know personally that, you know, just like today, we're going to talk about hurt and disappointment. Like maybe it resonates with someone that you know, and they wouldn't hear about it if, you know, if you hadn't shared it with them. So we just encourage you to do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, today's a good one and I think we all, you know, experience it at one point or another. Yeah. And, um, just like you said, we're going to talk about, you know, navigating life with Jesus, even when you're experiencing hurt and disappointment. Sometimes they go hand in hand. Sometimes it's one or the other. But we're going to talk about it today and, you know, just really show you guys how we've been able to work through those situations. Yeah. So have you guys ever experienced a situation 
that has left you disappointed, discouraged, or even frustrated? Maybe all three. Um, <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. <laughs> but whether that be given by a situation or a season, we are in it together. And guys, whether that be directly from someone we care about, um, you know, it can be hurtful. Unfortunately, we all experience this at some point in our lives. And it's so important to learn how to keep your eyes focused on the Lord during this time in your life and not the enemy. Amen. Whenever uh, life throws curveballs my way, I tend to turn right to God now, uh, just in my faith journey. And I search for scriptures that I can put into action and ones that will change my attitude, my perspective. And that's what we hope that we can help you do after today's episode. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think hurt and disappointment are a part of this life that we are living in. Like we live in a broken world and unfortunately, like we are all going to experience hurt or disappointment at times in, in this life, but it's the promises of God that that get us through those seasons of hurt Absolutely. or disappointment. Absolutely. And for all of you listening, I'm not sure if you're struggling with hurt and disappointment. It could be from a long time ago. I mean, you could be elbows deep right now, right? But I hope you all know that God's going to use it for good and he's going to strengthen you and he's going to allow you to build your endurance and you'll be never be alone. One of the my favorite scriptures that, you know, I've, I've stuck to is Isaiah 41 10. And it reminds us, fear not for I'm with you. Be not dismayed for I'm your God and I will strengthen you. I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is one of my favorite verses because in the time of feeling like when you're knocked down and disappointed, God reminds us that he's going to get us through the pain and hurt and he's not going to leave us. Like we're not alone. Even if we feel that we are completely alone, we're not. And I know that we're going to learn together. We're going to grow from this disappointment and we're going to get through this season or situation through him. But guys, the first step when dealing with hurt, disappointment or both is giving it to God. That's so true, Amelia. I mean, Isaiah 41.10 is a verse I turn to often as well because it also has like this undertone for fear and a lot of times, y'all, like fear and hurt can go hand in hand. Like you've been hurt or you've been disappointed. Mm -hmm. And that in turn makes you fearful of what the future may look for you, look like for you. Like, right. you know, oh, my gosh, this happened. I'm so disappointed. Now what? Right. You know, right. so like you're fearful about the future. And, you know, it's like how do we move forward from the hurt or disappointment that we experience? And like in the midst of of that hurt or disappointment, like it's hard to see the silver lining or how God is going to use it for his good. Yeah. But he does always every, every single time. Mm -hmm. And you know, like God doesn't tell us that we aren't going to experience hurt or disappointment, even pain. But what he does tell us is that we don't have, we don't have to have the fear associated with those things because he is always with us. He is going to be the one that gives us the strength to sustain that season of hurt or disappointment or whatever it is we may be going through that's causing that. Yeah. Psalm 55 22 is another really good one. Um, I think it just will help us remind ourselves that we're not alone. It's cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. And guys, so often our human hearts 
want to retaliate when we're hurt. Yeah. Right. And we want to control the situation because we're trying to protect ourselves from the pain, from the hurt, whatever it may be. And I get it, believe me, but we can't react in earthly ways to the earthly things on our own. We have to stop and we got to cast our burden to the Lord so he can show us the way, which ultimately is the right way. Yes. I think so often we try to fix our Mm -hmm. way out of the hurt or disappointment when in reality, like it's, it's not really something we can fix. Like if we are on the receiving end of a hurtful situation or disappointment Mm -hmm. or discouragement, like that's not something that we have the ability to fix, you know, and it's best practice to just kind of give it over to God, feel it right. right? Cause you're going to feel it, but let God fix it. Absolutely. And you know, I'm so grateful that just as scripture promises that we've been given everything we need for life and godliness. Uh, you can refer to second Peter verse, uh, chapter one, verse three. And when I experienced that disappointment and discouragement, I looked to God's word for perspective. Yes. Because if I stay where I, you know, in your own mind, want to, yeah. right. Um, that's where the enemy wants us and the enemy would love for us to focus on the disappointment and discouragement, but turning our attention back to God, that's where we can have a guaranteed attitude reset. Oh my gosh. I love that. Uh, Attitude reset. Like we all need that every now and again. Oh my gosh. Sometimes more than (laughs) I'd like to admit. Amen. (laughs) Um, and another one guys on, you know, hurt and disappointment is Hebrews chapter three, verse 13 through 14. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So if we strengthen our faith and avoid the ruin of unbelief, we're going to be around other Christians who's, who are going to communicate and support you, right? Like, yeah, that's what it means to seriously encourage us. And this really shows our responsibilities to uh, both give support and receive it as Christians. Yeah. And to support one another daily. It has to be every day because we yeah. go through things daily. You and know? it's a two-way street, you know. It's, yep. I've, I really feel like it's a give and take, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, when you're hurt, when you're discouraged, it's so easy to judge, yep. criticize other people because you're hurt or you're disappointed. And that's not how you're supposed to support others. Yeah. And I'm going to say, you know, if you're out there and you're in fellowship all together – right? You're going to be supported. But if you're out of fellowship, you're not, which keeps you right from supporting others, which could be where your hardened heart through the deceitfulness of sin, where that scripture, you know, refers back to. And as Christians, we must be really tough against the hardness of our heart, which I really feel is a hidden sin for sure. Because we can, we can preach all we want, but It's so hard for our hearts when we're hurt by people or someone that we care about over and over again, not to harden. Yep. And I think sometimes we hide the hurt and disappointment, which ultimately hardens our heart. And we deceive ourselves, believing that it really doesn't do any harm. Right. Like, oh, if I ignore it or if I push it under the rug, like it'll go away. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm fine. I can handle life without this. But, you know... And granted, if my heart becomes a little hardened, I can always ask for forgiveness later, right? I mean, 
I can always die to myself and surrender to Jesus in months to come or years to come. But the thing is, is you can't see or sense that hidden sin when it's hardening your heart in the meantime. So you're missing out on so much because you're getting so wrapped up. And honestly, as your heart becomes harder, you become less and less sensitive to the sin. That's true. And you become more and more distant from Jesus and your spiritual danger grows every day because of it. And honestly, no matter what happens in life, you just got to keep a good heart and treat people well. Don't let the darkness of someone else or people harden your heart. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think we're talking a lot about like, obviously hurt that is experienced from other people Mm -hmm. and and things like that, not necessarily like a, a physical pain situation. I mean, we will touch base on that a little later, but, you know, you hear a lot of times when you're in a situation where you've been hurt that time heals all wounds, you know? Um, And I'm still figuring out if that's actually the case. But (laughs) at any rate, you know, like when we are hurt by people, sometimes that hurt lingers Mm -hmm. for a really long time. And just like you said, Amelia, like it can harden our hearts when we really are called to live with a soft heart towards one another, even our enemies, even the people that we don't get along with. And so... Our instinct when we've been hurt by people is to retreat and or retaliate and maybe sometimes even hold a grudge. Um, All of those things are like the wrong way to handle hurt. And at some point, like I'm sure we've all been guilty of those things. I know I have. Like I personally used to be someone that would allow hurt to harden my heart. And, you know, and I want to be clear, like if hurt has caused you to set healthy boundaries that's okay. You Mm -hmm. know, like sometimes you get hurt by someone and it causes you to set a healthy boundary. That's, that's, I feel like a little bit different, you know, that's okay. Like God is going to lead you in and out of those situations. You know, Mm -hmm. he's not going to stop you from experiencing the hurt, but he's also not going to leave you out there alone. Exactly. Um, you know, if hurt is allowing your heart to harden, like that's where things can get a little hairy and you've got to take that hurt to God. Um, I'll give an example without too much detail, but I think it's something many of us have experienced and I want people to understand how common it is and kind of what helped me overcome it. Church hurt. Mm. It comes in many forms and it can be really detrimental to a person's faith journey. Mm Mm-hmm. If someone has been hurt or disappointed in a church setting, it could completely stop someone from attending worship in yeah. a community setting, Yeah, which is the exact opposite of what we're called to do. Right. We're, we're called to gather and worship together. Um, that was me like many, mm-hmm. many years ago. And, and I know a lot of people that have also gone through similar experiences, but let me offer up this one sentence that I feel like came straight to me from God it was as if he was saying Amber I'm sorry the church hurt you that was people not Jesus yeah and like that one statement changed everything for me right it wasn't Jesus that hurt me all those years ago it was people imperfect sinners just like the rest of us yeah just like me yeah and you know just To think about that, like people hurt us, right? Like Jesus lived 
his life where people hurt him constantly. Yep. Right. And he was not alone. No. So no. we aren't either. Definitely not. And, and really y'all, it applies with anyone or anything that hurts you. I'm sorry you are hurt by this. It was people, not Jesus. Right. It literally applies to anything, not just church hurt. And I mean, the biggest thing is you, you have to take that hurt to God. Like he knows our hurt before it even happens. Right. Like he already knows that we're going to go through that and we don't have to walk around harboring a hardened heart because of people like right. we can surrender it and God is going to help us move on from it. Yeah. And, and like I just mentioned, sometimes we're hurt and disappointed by someone close to us. Right. But yep. instead of building anger and indulging in this hidden sin that we just talked about, I really want you guys to try to remember this verse and it's Matthew chapter 18, 15 through 16. If a fellow Christian hurts you, go and tell them, work it out between the two of you and if he listens, you've made a friend. And if he won't listen, take one or two others along so the presence of witnesses will keep those things honest and try again. And I want to break this down just a little bit because when I broke it down and learned it in my own hurt and disappointment, it really helped me and it continues to help me now when I go through these struggles. And really, it's just essential that we go to the offending person, right, first. Yep. We don't gripe. We don't gossip to other people, right? Instead, speak to that person directly. It would re be really wrong if anyone to take to Jesus's word out here, right? And command to confront someone with every sin they've done against you. So the Bible's not, well, I should back up. We're not supposed to call somebody out on every single thing they right. do, right? Yeah. But if they hurt us, the Bible says that we should bear with one another and be long suffering towards each other. Okay. Clearly there are some things that we cannot suffer long and we must address. Absolutely. Those are the things that we need to go to this person directly and say, Hey, you hurt me. This is where I'm at. How can we move past this? Right. Yeah. You've got to address it. But I really think too, Jesus gives us two options. And when someone sins against you, you've got two things you can do. You can go to them directly and deal with it. Or you can drop the matter under a Christian long suffering and the problem, right? But that's just not allowed. Like you have to take somebody with you for a, a second chance. Yeah. Um, and when we say take somebody with you, it's not to have somebody have your back and prove this person wrong. Right. It's truly a third person or fourth person that yeah. can really see both sides to help you and this other person work through something. Yeah. I mean, the end goal is resolution, right? It's right. not, you know, like, first of all, it's unhealthy to like, I feel like hold on to or harbor, you know, like any sort of negative connotation towards anyone or right. feelings. Right. And so like, and I mean, those feelings happen with hurt and disappointed. Yeah. Like you have negative, you, you may feel differently about that person, but you should always be working towards like the resolution. Right. You and, know. and, you know, I think we, we don't want to have confrontation with people we care about. No, but it's really important that we don't hold on to bitterness. Yep. We don't retaliate. We don't gossip to others. Right. Those things are not allowed. No, we have to go to that person. But that's also not saying that Jesus is saying we have to agree with that person to move yeah. on. And that's where you talked about some boundaries. 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I mean, obviously resolution is something that we should strive for, but right. sometimes that resolution ends up in two people agreeing to disagree mm-hmm. and, and just kind of parting ways. I'm, yeah. I think you said all of that perfectly, Amelia. Um, and I think it's important too to reiterate, like the best thing we can do when someone has hurt us is to let them know in a calm way yes um and I'm chuckling because I can recall like countless times where I have been hurt and I did not react in a calm calm way way. (laughs) (laughs) um um, but I've learned what I like to call the 24-hour rule Mm -hmm. so like if you are faced with a situation where someone has hurt you or disappoint you disappointed you like instead of instantly snapping back pray on it for 24 hours yes wait Like, remember that the Bible tells us that we must be quick to listen and slow to respond. Hurt is a really good place for us to exercise that command. Like, Mm -hmm. take your hurt to God, sit in it, and then speak on it directly with the person that caused the hurt. Like, a lot can be revealed to us in that 24 period 24-hour period of waiting, Mm -hmm. you know, like when emotions are running high right after something was said or something happened, like you are not thinking clearly, clearly, and you are not thinking like, what would Jesus do? You know, like you're thinking like, what would my fleshly body do? Right. You know, and so like to avoid that potential to overreact, like we can go into the discussion with a whole lot more thoughtfulness if we just give ourselves 24 hours and ask God to give us the words to speak. Like if you have to confront someone about how they hurt you, like God will give you the words to speak. Yeah. And I think it's important to your point, the 24 hours is the patience. And, you know, it's, like you said, when the emotions are going, you're not thinking as clearly. And it's it's really crazy, too, how God can change that thought process within yeah. the 24 hours because then tomorrow, you're like, man, I don't know if that's really that big of a deal. Or maybe right. it's not worth confronting. Yeah. Right? Like we just said or learned in that verse, like not all things are right. worth the confrontation, right. you know. But I also think it's really important for you to have a safe group in a safe place to be able to be vulnerable, whether it be somebody hurt you and you know, you have a best friend and you want to go vent, right? Have a safe place to do that, but make sure it's a person that's going to root you in the word and steer you in the right direction, not feed into it. Well, and I would almost go as far to say like the safest person Mm -hmm. that you can vent to is God. Honestly, yeah, because I mean, even, you know, sometimes our friends can be like, oh, yeah, well, I totally see your point and I don't see the other person, you know, like our right. our friends have a natural instinct to want to protect be us and, yeah. and be on our side. Sure. And so even if they do take a really neutral stance, like the best person you could vent to is God. 100 percent for sure. Well said. Um, another part of that verse I want to break down is if he hears you, you have gained a brother. So. You've gained them in two ways. First, the problem's been cleared up. So if you go to that person and, you know, they hear you out and things are well, you've cleaned it up. Yeah. And maybe you realize, too, that, you know, whoever might have hurt you is right in some ways and you're right. And maybe both of you are wrong in certain ways. Yeah. Um, 
but the problem's resolved and that's, that's your goal best case scenario yeah and for sure you know second you've gained them because now you know you have not wronged your brother because you guys have went to each other opposed to gossiping to other people and yep. never you know disputing the issue right um but know that jesus did not say like we just said that you have to agree right you just need to immediately repent before so at first, is it enough if he hears you? Yeah. Maybe. Right. Right. And I think it's important you understand that the other person might not receive it. I mean. Correct. <laughs> and you have to you can't be do humble anything about enough that. and transparent that, yeah. again, it's not our job to control the other person. No. We have to make sure our actions aren't aligned and we do what we're supposed to do. Yeah. By going to that person, not other people. Absolutely. Um, and. If they don't hear you, take with you one or two more. So this is your circle of people, right, in the situation. And these people in the situation only become wider if the person that you went to originally doesn't listen. So one or two more people, right, they might hear both sides of the story and they may be able to help you resolve the issue. Yep. But at the end of the day, your goal has to be to restore the relationship, right? not just going to prove your side right. Yeah, I think that's exactly it, you know, and, um, you know, it's not necessary to bring others in, like you said, to prove a point, but rather like bring them in to mediate a saving relationship if that's what both parties desire, you know, and I think about it too. I was just, as you were um, speaking about all of that, like I had this other thought process about like, well, you know, what if you're you're not necessarily hurt by by something that someone has done directly to you, but like maybe you feel like they, you know, that like they almost need an intervention or mm-hmm. they need help in their yeah. lives. And so a lot of times in that situation, you've got to get other people that care about this person to go with you. Right. To have that hard conversation with them. Like, look, we really think you're you're going down the wrong path this is you know like let us help you type situation and so I think you know and a lot of times in those situations people don't want to listen right you know and I think that's where we have to learn and this is something you know very true that I have experienced a lot and that is you know you can go to people that you care about or want a relationship with and you may be hurt and you go and you try to resolve it and it doesn't, but like you're really just trying hard because of the goodness of your heart. Yeah. But sometimes I think we just have to say, okay, you know, I'm going to love you from afar and yeah. I'm going to pray for you and you pray for them and let God work in them and just always be there. Never give up, never yeah. lose attachment, but have those boundaries, pray and love on people from afar. I and that's okay. That's, I think that's healthy. I, I truly do. I think that if you're faced with, with someone that, um, you know, the things that they do keep hurting you. I, I think it's healthy to like, obviously have that conversation with them. But if the same thing keeps happening over and over again, a little bit of distance between the two, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. No, no. And guys, if you're experiencing hurt or if maybe if you're in the thick of disappointment right now, I really pray that you cling on to this verse as much as I have. Um, and again, this verse is Matthew chapter 18, 15 through 16. Really, just really cling to this. I promise that your situation is going to change. 
because we're locked into the Lord and we're not allowing the enemy to change our character, right? right? That God is helping us build. And one day you're going to wake up and all of a sudden this weight of this disappointment or this hurt the last few weeks, months, years, it's going to be lifted off your shoulders. You can't control when that day comes, but you sure as heck can control and stay strong and know that that is coming. Yeah. I think it's so important to remember that hurt and disappointment, it's going to be part of our lives until Mm -hmm. Jesus returns to bring us all home. I mean, that is the nature of a sinful world. People are going to say things that hurt. Situations are going to happen that cause disappointment. You know, circumstances and loved ones may pass. That that causes, hurt. Uh, you know, hurt. And, you know, but Jesus, y'all, he is always near. Mm-hmm. He is near to the brokenhearted. And a lot of times hurt can leave our hearts broken. And, you know, he's near to the oppressed. And, like, all we have to do is draw near to him. I mean, that that is said over and over, like, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Right. You know, the one person you can always count on to be standing with open arms is Jesus. No matter what. Like he's going to strengthen you. You will persevere through your hurt, through your disappointment. And with each passing day, like Amelia said, like you're going to realize that things get a little bit easier each day. Like it's not all going to magically disappear one day. And I think that, I think that hurt and disappointment, it's its a process. And I feel like all of us go through it differently. But the end goal is like just taking it to Jesus. Right. And guys, you know, I think if, if you even listen back on different podcasts, there's so many different things that we've talked about that can yeah. help hurt and disappointment. Oh, my gosh. This yeah. is just a glimpse that has helped us in our situations and my situations are different from yours, Amber's, yep. and yours are different from everybody listening. But guys, the only way is God. Take it to him. It is so true. And I feel like, too, like a lot of things can cross-reference. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of the topics that we're talking about on this podcast, like they all kind of cross-reference. They all yeah. kind of, I mean, that's the beauty of the Bible, right? right. It was written by a bunch of different people yet the story flows perfectly together you know and so um we just thank you so much homegrown fam we we are so thankful you joined us this week um we hope that you have the the most blessed rest of the week and we can't wait to see how the holy spirit guides you this week bye Bye, guys. guys